This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. And welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. Welcome. And um, I think we need to just get into it because we were discussing... Well, you do. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> we were discussing what this episode should be all about. And um, I based it on uh, my teaching at the weekend. I was, I was teaching a property course and the thing that I keep finding reappearing in my classroom is under 25 year olds who have got skilled up online in sourcing and they're trying to make a business out of it. And they either come to get property education because they're hoovering up contacts to put into a WhatsApp group, or they realize that it's a business, not property investing because they don't own anything and they wanna learn how on top of it. Or they think, that they know everything and they just come along almost like confirmation bias of everything they think they know. So I'm, I'm getting really pissed off with it, quite frankly, because I think it's, it's just everyone was under one roof, you know, not one roof. Everyone was under a roof during lockdown and everyone got online. Everyone was definitely on, not under the one roof. <laughs> no, that, that would have spread COVID. That would have been the opposite of what everybody was doing. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone was just studying online everyone went on youtube everyone was just kind of and i think all the gurus out there were just like running their mouths oh you know sourcing and sourcing sourcing and for young men under 25 this seems to be a thing that has really taken off um and i just think it's risky because there's so much responsibility to being a sourcing agent and i think the quality of of sourcing agent has depleted but the volume has increased that's what I think's gone on and I just wanted to kind of start a conversation really here to see what you guys thought because from your perspective when it comes to a sourcing agent number one what do you expect but one of my biggest things is do you expect them to be operating in the area that they are sourcing in because there are now a lot of gurus out there who do it quite in a satellite way where they've kind of got these little spiders out working for them and the quality seems to slip in my opinion so let's chat about it let's get into the human side of sourcing what's your view it's quite interesting actually because from experience of meeting and being introduced to a couple of sourcing agents recently um i find the opposite in the sense that i agree that there are probably loads of them out there i just i'm not in contact with them or i don't see them that much but we've been in, put in contact with a couple um, who are actually producing some really bespoke, good quality uh, deals that are coming through. And I think it's kind of touching on what you said earlier, is that they're not scattered gone across the country. They're specifically focusing on one or two areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bespoke service, not just finding any old property that's for sale and then trying to find a buyer for that pro- property. Um, so I think those are what I've seen. Um, I'm not sure if there are more now than there have been before. Maybe maybe because of you being in the room teaching people, um, yeah. maybe you're seeing it more than what we are. Or than what yeah, I am. so you're obviously getting the quality end of the market. So I think what I'm getting is the quantity end of the market. 
that's what I'm getting because you know the newbies that are doing this either scattergun or kind of half-hearted you know find a deal just sell it on you know regardless of where it is because their mate found it or I'm getting all of this and it's just a perpetual problem I would say for every classroom I teach now that represents a solid five percent of the demographic it's great it's quite, it's it's just inherent it's a thing now um so yeah but you're more you're more experienced though babe like you're a you're a pro do you know what I mean like you're going to attract good sourcing agents so you're not getting any dickheads offering you stuff get an occasional one will chance around on socials but it's very rare I get more people asking me if I want if they can teach me about bitcoin on socials than anything oh, else this this as well good lord yeah that's a yeah. whole different that's a whole different topic we're coming back to this the, the sourcing side yeah I think you're right Joe. um we definitely don't put ourselves out there as people that are you know, get rich through property or um you know get rich quick through property you know it's it was we definitely got a message of do it right and the money will come essentially so i, th I think we almost repel those type of people because they go actually no i don't want to do that it looks too hard i'll do something which is easier and um <clears throat> i think they just yeah fall into that trap of it's harder than they think and there's a lot more to it than they think so you know, buying a thousand pound course um, over lockdown and, and doing that for yeah you know, for three months um, will upskill them, but you don't learn until you actually get out there and do it. And yeah. I think it's the application of the the learning where people are falling down and suddenly realizing that they don't actually know very much. Um, it's partly why we we structure what we do in a very applicate application heavy way. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That, yeah. 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 yeah 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 i think you can i don't think you necessarily have to be living in an area that you're, that you're sourcing but you do need to know the area or have a power team of people in the area that you have worked with that you rely on that can help you um and it's not just again not just any tom dick and harry that you're working with they have to be people that know the property market and the strategy that you're working on and focusing on that to sell on I think that's a really good point because I don't think you have to live in the area either. I think that, that's really true. Like, would I be confident sourcing on a deal in one of my areas? Without a doubt, because I understand the market. And if it was off strategy for me or I had too much going on and a spare one came along, I would be credible enough to do that. But I think this is what makes me nervous is when, I, when I'm teaching, often what I'm seeing is they've just found something, you know, and it's kind of like um, it's land on the desk because somebody at somewhere told them and pointed them towards it they've got no business structure in place no security in place no protection in place no contracts in place and they're just sort of like finding a deal they think it's below market value but actually mm -hmm. it might not be because i don't know the market it's just where they're where they're at where they grow up or where they and it's so risky so you've got imagine we see all the time newbie investors who are time poor but really want to build up a portfolio of passive income in the background, you know, nest egg, future, all of that stuff. And you meet someone who talks the right talk, who's done, like you say, a grand online course, who just thinks they've got a good deal, persuades you to such an extent that you buy into it. And what you've bought is a complete lemon, overpaid, and you've got a really underperforming asset on your hand from some idiot who learned on YouTube. It happens all the time. And I think that's one of the, <clears throat> the biggest fallouts I've seen from COVID. Now, obviously, I like I say, I'm getting more of it because I'm at the teaching end of the funnel. So I guess I'm I'm seeing it. But hmm, I just think, how risky is it, I suppose? 
how risky is it? Yeah, um, I think the these better uh, sourcing agents. Uh, you mentioned people are doing it just because they they grew up where yeah, they know the area, and so they just found something. Whereas actually, I think some of the sourcing agents that we are now kind of almost partnering with, because you're right, they have sought us out to a certain degree, mm. um, and partnering with them um, because they like to have good quality buyers first and foremost. So we have we we do have good quality buyers within our network, um, mm. but also you know, we are actively buying. So we're, we're and we're kind of chomping at the bit and looking and getting to get deals done. So, so um, they like the fact that we can, we'll do that and we we can deliver on it. Um, but these guys are generally in the areas that they they live. They generally have grown up there uh, or moved to the area because they um, they see the opportunity. So um, I, actually, I, I can think of three good sourcing agents who are not from an area but moved there because they were that's that's what the market wanted and they were growing their business um so um they actually moved to an area and set up um and uh just in the, because they moved there they were able to probably actually get a really nice house for themselves yeah. um as well so um because obviously they probably the guys i'm thinking of would were down in the south to start with and then moved up north and actually ended up um, living in some really nice houses um themselves and just build those relationships and um started to source a lot because you've got to be in it um yeah there is a there is a a real even though you don't have to be in the area it is a real disadvantage that you can't get out there straight away because time is of the essence and you're sourcing a property it's the you know, if someone's looking for a solution they're generally looking for a solution right now so whether it's someone's you know, a vendor selling directly they need that solution they're looking for it right now so if you can't service that find them the solution right now then um <laughs> you, you're going to lose the opportunity same with deals when they come on the market with with agents you know especially in the market right now if um, you know i still know sourcing agents that are getting deals through agents because they are best mates it's what we teach it's the, the beer test can you go and take them out for for um for drinks um and if you're on the ground yes you can because you can yeah every couple of weeks say right let's go and grab a drink what you've got coming up and and you, they'll get taken out to the viewings um before the properties are signed and they'll be putting the first offer in um and quite often that first offer yeah if you know what the vendor wants get the deals done so um it still works that way and yes um yeah. us as investors can go do that and build those relationships ourselves but actually um what we've learned is that, that because we've our attention is divided amongst three or four businesses um having those people in those areas is actually really useful yeah. so we're now shifting our attention away from actively sourcing ourselves to actually working and partnering with good quality sourcing agents and um, because i think we're going to get a lot more done because we want to focus on developing um, and when we're developing guess what will happen it tracks yeah. more deals or oh, is, is the case they, the people i've been speaking to that are really busy it's because they're really really busy and um they had some you know two or three deals and that just attracted more deals um and uh, i think that's that's the case it's just getting getting things moving yeah no definitely i think that, that all of everything you said is true because you always i mean you're just an absolute <laughs> gospel of truth i mean always Matthew, actually always. Before, before we go on um joe did a um for, for listeners um joe came and guested um with some of our clients and did, did an event the other day um when niall and i were on our road trip so um, <laughs> oh, yeah. um 
we, we, we let Joe into the room a little bit late because we somewhat forgot because we were in a car at the time. Um, so we said so we had set up this Zoom room and, and um, it was it was all, all right because there were some technical issues from a, from a number of parties. But the, the, the event started. And so we were listening in because um, yeah, we could we have a bunch of experts that, that run on some of our um, sessions. And um, yeah, Joe, you were talking about social media and growing, growing your own network. And you said something which uh, just got me in stitches. Oh, no. Oh, yes, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, what? No, 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 did you remember the exact wording? <laughs> oh, no, I don't actually. Uh, oh, come on. I can't the story, I can't finish. Um, oh, come time. on. Oh, you can't, you can't forget. Uh, well, oh, it, 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 it was so funny when you said it. Oh, yeah, posting once a day. If you're posting daily... <laughs> post once a day or something like that effect <laughs> that was it yes <laughs> i don't remember saying it i remember saying it i was so like um <laughs> if you're gonna post daily post once a day and we, we were in stitches myself and Tommy <laughs> in the back we were just like i hope you wrote that down i hope you fucking learned like, well it, it was the biggest takeaway from the whole webinar like the whole two hours i remember yeah, post oh. daily yeah, if you're posting daily, that's what's today. It's gold. That shit's gold. And all your students, they were like, no, she, she knows her stuff. She really does. Because if she hadn't clarified, they wouldn't have known. They would not have known how often to post if they're posting once a day if you didn't tell them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some wisdom. Yeah. Some wisdom in the room for all of you. Although now you've got me questioning it because I'm thinking, well, posting daily could be twice a day, could be three times a day. Because you can say twice daily if you're taking medication. So actually, I was clarifying. I really was just clarifying that daily doesn't mean twice or three times. It could. This hole is getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to hang on soon. <laughs> I love the idea of like me just rabbiting on and you two in absolute hysterics in a car. <laughs> oh, you bastards. Anyway, what was I saying? What was I saying? That Matt was making sense and he was amazing. So we got past that part. And I was saying... um, It was true. And I was talking about sourcing agents. Clear. Brilliant. No, I think... (laughs) think, (laughs) That narrows it down, doesn't it? That's really nice. 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think what I was going to say was, you have to really build up trust. And I think this is where if you are new to this and like I said time poor the risk of you um sitting down and having a beer with somebody and then being able to answer the questions is one thing but also in the early days as an investor if you are time poor or not educated you don't know the questions to ask exactly yeah and that (laughs) is that's the risk I think that that is that is the risk with both the newbie sourcing agents and the newbie investors if they're both working together Exactly. And that's the partially blind leading the blind. And that's dangerous. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, which is why a sophisticated investor or someone who's experienced in property investing, they're going to sniff out a a really crap sourcing agents bullshit. They really will. However, that's not who they're targeting. Yeah. I don't don't think it's necessarily like when Paul Champlino was on podcast and he was talking about rogue landlords. Mm. It's not necessarily that they're, that they're deliberately doing no. something wrong. It's just that they don't know. 
they don't know what they don't know because they're fresh off the boat as well. They've literally just fallen into sourcing and they're mm. swimming for dear life. Like they just haven't got a clue what they're doing. And they're doing, they're sourcing deals that are way too big as well. Like there was one guy, I was teaching him, he was trying to source on a 2.3 million pound deal to a, a foreign investor. And I'm like, darling, do you know the ramifications of what you're doing? There were so many zeros involved. It was absolutely ludicrous. And he stood to get a quite a decent whack of money, but it wasn't a deal. No. Like I couldn't understand. It wasn't a deal. <laughs> I was like, um... you, have to, you have to remember sourcing is not called sourcing anymore. It's called deal packaging. Deal packaging. Mm. Is, I see people at networking events turning around and say, yeah, so I'm now going to start off by doing some deal packaging. Yes, um, I'm starting off. And then, by and, doing... then, and then I'm going to do some brr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there are so many R's being added to these. Brr, buy, <laughs> refurbish, refinance, mm. rent, rent. Um, reinvest. <sighs> reinvest um restore um rest regurgitate regurgitate recoup yeah um rewind (laughs) rewind resuscitate resuscitate um yeah yeah and this yeah okay so this is exactly what i'm talking about i'm going to start off with deal packaging why well i went to i went on a deal packaging course when i when i started investing did you? I did. I went on a deal packaging thing because I was Why? because I <laughs> was sold on the idea um, that it was a quicker route to income. There you go. There you go. It's cash, isn't it? It's, it's liquid income. Mm. Yeah. So I did. I went on a two-day thing. It was only like a couple hundred quid, so I wasn't too bothered. Um, went on a weekend thing and um, came out of it feeling more confused than I was when I went in. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it was just like there was a lot of information thrown at us, um, and uh, like anything, you can't learn how to do something over a weekend. Yeah. So therefore, they they did their job correctly. They confused you. And <laughs> they confused me. And then upsold you. Yeah. And then there was there was an upsell, but really? I yeah I, I wasn't so keen on the trainer, so I'm like no, when no. I work with you. Mm, it's funny what there was an upsell on to doing a full-blown sort of advanced more program in deal packaging or one-to-one mentorship type thing okay all right which in some instances would have been good it was the right person um don't object to any of that but it was just it was just the wrong person to be doing it with interesting but when you were learning obviously you got a little bit confused but did you did you conclude that that was a faster or two things did you conclude it was a faster route to cash was the first question second question did it make you want to pursue learning how to invest in property more because you realized that it wasn't great um yeah so it it definitely didn't give me any uh confidence that it was going to be any quicker and a quicker route to get to cash because it was because it's it's kind of looking at uh kind of like your music uh Matt, before you started investing in property you get lump sums now and again so yeah. if you sell a, sell a couple of deals in one month you get a nice lump sum but then you might not sell anything for another three or four months so it's not consistent yeah. whereas by investing in actual properties themselves and owning them or having mortgages on them as it, as it is you're guaranteed a rental income every month which is unless to me, they disappear back to poland with no notice as it is, yeah. yeah yeah revert back to previous episode <laughs> yeah i uh I hear which you. is why you don't have just have one of them you have many of them because all the I others are doing wonderfully and that was doing wonderfully up until a month ago and it will do even better now yeah it will catch up with the um obviously you got the month's deposit and then yeah 
No, I think it's really interesting, the concept of fastest route to cash, but also this idea that's easier. I think finding deals, as we know, is the most time consuming part of what we do. You know, it's like it requires so much energy and knowledge and understanding. And then, of course, the secondary element of that with deal packaging is the packaging of it itself and then having the network to sell it to. That's a lot of work. That's a business. So this idea of, you know, sort of cost benefit analysis, if you're looking time and energy, I think you'd struggle a wee bit with deal packaging. Say with rent to rent, you know, and rent to SA and all this high turnover of tenant and managing agent responsibility. It's, it's business. And I do, I think there's a space for it. I, I really, really do. But I think it's, it's conf- it, the, the, the lines between a deal packager or sourcing agent and property investing have got a bit blurred. And I think the mm-hmm. quality of what's out there at the moment is, like I said, it's gone high quantity, low quality on the back of COVID because so many people skilled up online. And I think there's also set in a belief that you can't get into property under 25. I think that's come out of the woodwork as well. That oh, equity and investing in property is just something I can't do. I'll do that later. Phase one is deal packaging. And I'm like, no, I'm sure that's not the right message we should be putting out there. No, so. I agree. I agree. It's uh it is, it's, it's quite a shame to see that they're, but is it, it's not new though, is it? I know it's probably no. more, more prevalent now, but the, 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 the deal packaging course that I went on a few years ago, or quite a few years ago now, um, they, were, they were running them every weekend and there were tons of people turning up. You've got 50, really? 60 people in the room every weekend. Really? Yeah, but then of that 50, 60, what, 5% would actually make it happen, I would imagine, give or take? <sighs> probably even was generous <laughs> I guess probably a bit too generous <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god yeah I don't know it's just something that I'm noticing more and more so anyone under 25 normally boys uh, have to say it's very pre- male dominated although the, one of the sourcing agents we've met recently is is a girl good and I think more all, all power through that industry if you you know more women should be in it for sure so if they're taking it seriously as a as a business and something that they do but it's the same with like I think the message now is like, you've got to be in crypto. And if you're going to get into property, start with deal packaging or rent to rent. Those three things with a twist of SA, but those three things seem to be, oh no, you can't do property. You do this. And I think there has to be a change in the, in the cultural narrative, I think, um, unless that's all you want to do, but it feels like an entry. It feels like the marijuana to heroin, you know, like it feels like that. Mm. I think a lot, a, lot, a lot of these things are going to get a lot harder and I think the shine, the sheen will disappear. Yeah, so um, rent to rent, um, a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to that. You're trying to turn a, you know, rent someone's house and turn it into an HMO, which is the, the main strategy rent to rent. Yeah. And rent to SA um, is, um, I think, something which is going to um become less attractive as it becomes more regulated through planning permissions yeah. i was actually just listening to um uh, it, i think it was radio two at lunchtime today and they're talking about party houses um and um the, the and all these people up in arms about people just buying houses or, or renting houses out as as service accommodation having 10 to 20 people come and have a massive party in a hot tub and then disappear the next day or um and then the, the, what the impact of the, that community and the neighbors around them so i think what we're going to see is is regulation um at a planning level which makes service accommodation um not possible um mm-hmm. without probably the regular proper planning um consideration and um, i think they'll be deemed to be a lot harder to get than your hmo <clears throat> yeah 
no and yeah all power to that i mean that that's um i don't want to be the party please sure stay in the right place as yeah. well yeah yeah it's interesting i just wanted to bring it up not so much to get on my soapbox but just see like what's really what is the risk and and yeah like and i think we've identified it it's for newbies and newbies isn't it it's for it's the gateway for the the flourishing investor and it's the um the risk of it being um the uninformed unsophisticated investor falling for that so um yeah hmm, interesting if it peaks if it peaks interest like it did for now it's like okay i'm gonna do some deal packaging i'm gonna get into property and then you end up investing instead then it's not necessarily a a bad thing because you see uh, all sides of it yeah sometimes you've got to learn about something to realize it's the wrong thing to do yeah yeah it's the process otherwise otherwise you have this this um kind of rose tinted view of it so i I remember just as, as a kind of different type of example I, I was always thinking i want to go to cuba it's gonna be amazing I'm gonna do all this um you know music and piano and all of this and you know i went there and I was, it was a bit it's a bit lackluster it wasn't the same um, i kind of gave, gave it that put it up on a pedestal like mm. stuff. Yeah. yes it was amazing but you know i was like I, 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 yeah would i go back there for a holiday no i'll go back and play some music but um you know that's because of what i do but uh, yeah it wasn't the most amazing thing um like similarly with with you know you rent to rent i think a lot of people go in thinking yes i'm going to do this and realize very quickly that actually um no this is not what i want to do yeah yeah so yeah i think that's really true and in fact i have to say that tends to be the realization um on after like they've done the course they go oh well maybe i could invest in property maybe i could actually have equity i just figured i couldn't you know you're like oh no you could you know <laughs> it's just are you ready that's the next question are you ready you know at such a young age so which is a whole it's a whole episode in and of itself boys <gasps> oh, oh i'll tell you what let's put, let's put that on the long finger <laughs> in a while oh um, our, our most recent listeners won't have a clue what we're talking about no, we're gonna have to both. go back to the beginning and stand and figure it out <laughs> our loyal property jammers will have really enjoyed that one that's an old school reference that's good oh talking of old it's Niall's birthday tomorrow <laughs> yay i'm old <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, actually, no. So at the time of recording this, it's Niall's birthday. Niall's birthday tomorrow, yeah. but it would have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, it's not just any small birthday, though, is it, Mr. Scott? No. It is not. I know. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, I look 50, but I'm turning 40. <laughs> That's the way around. Do not. gorgeous. <laughs> specimen of a man yeah, no so yeah so let's just do a big uh, property jam shout out and happy birthday to uh, miss Nell scott Woo! oh do you want to sing do you want to sing what did you get uh, for your birthday? i'll tell you in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> we want to know we want to know oh and also talking of something new um as a gift and this was done just for you now because we love you so much and you are turning 40 we just decided to change our logo we just revamped the whole thing in your honour. It's nothing to do with the fact that ours was kind of old-fashioned and didn't really make much sense. No. Don't ruin the gesture. It was for me. <laughs> yes, it was just for now. Yeah, it was thought. What, what's in the calendar this year? Wanted to make the both Nile and the logo feel younger. Yes, so that's what we just we animated him and took all the wrinkles out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give give me more hair. Get rid of the wrinkles. We're exactly. good. I'm 35 again. Yay. <laughs> I'm loving our new logo. 
Why I'm deadpan silence smells like no response from us. So Matt and Nav don't. Nav hates his present. <laughs> I know what, that, that, that logo's been kicking around for so long. When it went <laughs> We, we don't, I thought we'd been using that for months. <laughs> no. So we have a virtual assistant, Aya. Shout out to the one and only Aya who helps us on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And also a shout out to an, another VA who helped us with the design. Um, um, I've completely forgotten to break for Oh, my God. This is so terrible. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, who helped us? I actually did it. Oh, my yeah. God. No. We didn't have a VA do it. It was Lexi. We did. Lexi, Lexi. Well, she was same sort of. Yeah. So she was on the um, Kickstarter program. But still, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, we had support with it. So yeah, Lexi and Aya. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm having a complete brain fart myself. Um, have both been instrumental in the design and the rollout of it. So property jammers, if you could show us some love on Instagram, go and have a look at it. You'll see that it has changed on um, whichever platform you get your audio on. So show it some love and appreciate it because we are loving it. Yeah, I mean, we sound a lot wiser than we look. You know, you yes. can't even realise you've got a bunch of teenagers um, talking to people. <laughs> it's not saying an awful lot for us, really, if we sound more <laughs> than we look. Yeah, it's quite worrying. Well, to be fair, that was one of the comments when we posted the picture on Instagram. One of our uh, listeners and friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Alex Baker, no relation to Mr. Matt Baker, was just like, the artist has done you some favours. I was like, excuse me? Hello? <laughs> Mood. oh dear so yeah but um yeah no i'm I'm really pleased with it so yeah hopefully you like it too if you love it share us some love on instagram and yeah enjoy our animated faces if you don't love it say nothing yes say nothing ignore it (laughs) send send alternative designs yes thank you free of charge thank you well uh, on on that note um i think um we'll we'll keep this one nice and short and sweet for today um we've had joe's rant um, that's a episode, Joe's rant. <laughs> Joe gets on one about sourcing agents. Deal packages. Sorry. No, Joe's get Joe gets on sourcing agents. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> with on that Hang note, on. <laughs> it's thank you for listening. It's a goodbye from me. It's definitely a goodbye from me on that note. And it's a goodbye from me too. jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see See you on the next next episode. episode